Hi everybody and welcome to the Cultivated Podcast with me, your host Rob Lambert. So I was lucky enough to go away on a retreat, a weekend away in a very, very small Airbnb to record these podcasts. This season, the first season, is all about how to be effective and productive at work. I'm very much looking forward to bringing you season two, which is about creativity. Now, I will say this tiny Airbnb was right next to a main road with some very loud motorbikes, so occasionally you may hear their exhausts. I do hope you enjoy this. Feel free to check out the website at cultivatedmanagement.com. Today, we're going to be talking about making work visible, work at work, work in our own lives. Uh, making it visible is a really, really powerful way to understand it, to um, you know, cry at how much there is to do, um, but also a really, really good way of sort of being able to deal with it and get stuff done. And usually we've got way more work than we could ever get done. So actually making it visible, we're able to compare it, contrast it, see it, visualize it. And this is a really powerful way, certainly at work as well, of really being able to galvanize people around doing the right work at the right times. But also in our own lives, being able to, you know, not be necessarily overwhelmed with this massive to-do list that just keeps going and going and going. So hopefully I'm going to share a few nuggets of wisdom in today's episode. So you'll hear me talk a lot about energy and attention. I don't really talk about time management very often because time, unfortunately, uh, really doesn't respond well to being managed. So instead, what I like to talk about is energy and attention. We've only got so much energy during the day. We've only got so much attention that we can give to things. So it's kind of on us to work out where we're going to put our energy and attention. Now, of course, I've got three kids. They demand a huge amount of energy and attention sometimes. But equally, we've got work. We've got those uh, creative pursuits that we're trying to do. We've got bills to pay. We've got cars to get serviced and all the other stuff. And they all drain energy and attention. And what people try to do is they try to do time management. They try to fill their days with all of these tasks sometimes in a calendar and calendar blocking is good there's a podcast for that or there will be depending on when you're listening to this and it can kind of work but what that doesn't take into account is how much energy and attention we have i used to work with somebody who would schedule all sorts of stuff like almost like world domination every single day in his calendar and he just wouldn't get it done because he'd finish his day at work he'd get home Kids would demand some energy and attention. He'd, you know, cook tea, tidy up, um, spend some time with his wife. And then he just had no energy and attention for the rest of it. So, of course, this ties into the Pillars of Life podcast that I've done, where one of my pillars is health. And obviously, the more health we have, the better we are, the healthier we are, the more energy and attention we typically have. Making work visible is actually a really powerful technique. And when I talk about this here, I'm going to talk about it in the context of work. But of course, all of what I'm talking about here is super relevant and applicable to our own personal lives as well. So what typically happens at work is we've got work scattered all over the place. We've got, you know, actually sometimes we don't have work in any system at all. We might have multiple different uh, to-do, project management type system things. You've got people with uh, task lists and notepads, sticky notes. Some are just retained in their heads. And when we're at work, we're often, you know, uh, I guess multitasking and where we're storing the tasks that we've got to get done. This is really what we're talking about here is just getting all of that stuff out, like getting it into some system, whatever makes sense for you. Now, I'm a very visual person and I think visuals work particularly well if you're working in a group or a team capacity. There's this idea of uh, what we call a Kanban board, which is, you know, basically just a series of columns that work flows through and then potentially different rows on that table, so to speak where we can move work through depending on whether it's uh, you know linked to each other or certain project work or, or whatever. We'll explain that in a minute. But really, fundamentally, that's a really powerful way of visualizing work. You can see it in one place. It could be that you're using a to-do system. I use, in my personal life, I use a tool called um, 
Todoist. And Todoist is really good. It's got a big list view, but it's also got a Kanban board view, which is what I've started to use now because then you can visualize your to-dos in one big visualization. You can see just quite how much you're trying to take on. Now at work, when, we, uh, when I work with clients particularly and I get them to visualize the work, there's usually a moment of fear and panic and maybe even sometimes some crying going on at just how much companies and organizations are expecting of their people. And when we do this in our own lives as well, we might look at it and go, wow, what, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to sort of boil the ocean. I'm trying to solve for everything. And there's just too much stuff. It's just busy, it's fast. But that's the point. That's one of the points of visualizing work is being able to see it all in one place and go, right, this is this is everything. It can be overwhelming. But again, that's kind of the point is to look at it and go, well, you know, realistically, I can't do all of this. And when we do this at work, there's another powerful thing is you can gather people around that visualization of work and you can all look at it and you can all collectively have a cry. And then once you've had that cry, you can all collectively go, right, what can we do about this? Because only when you can see all of the work that you've got to get done, can you actually start to compare and contrast work against each other. And this is really prioritization. This is fundamentally how to prioritize is to first see everything and then second start forcing some sort of ranked order you know this one first then that then this this works particularly well when you start to gather executives and managers and various other leaders around this work and go well you've asked us to do all of this stuff over to you to prioritize it and most leaders and managers are actually surprisingly overwhelmed and receptive to this when i when i do this as a part of my consultancy because they've never really visualized and seen quite how much they're asking of the people in their organization and same in your own life, stick it all on one big Kanban board or to-do list or post-it notes on a wall or whatever it is that you that you like to do. You're going to look at it and go, wow, I've got to prioritize this. And that's the point. You can then start picking up pieces of work and going, well, this one's far more important than that. This is more important than that, etc., etc. Now, there are some challenges, of course. Not all work will be uh, articulated in the same, should we say, size or estimate or time scale. You might be comparing a three-year project with a one-day task. But again, you can look at that and go, well, there's some work that we need to do here to break this stuff down. And really, visualizing work is the first step to being able to control it. It's the first step to being able to prioritize it. It's the first step to being able to share that collectively, certainly if you're working with other people. And it's a really good opportunity to sort of look at what's on your plate and make conscious, sensible prioritize decisions around what it is that you're going to try and achieve. If you get into the sort of details of Kanban, it's actually a very successful system because what it allows you to do is you can start to apply rules. So you're in, you know, you could apply a rule that says in this column, the column that maybe is doing things that you're actually in the progress of doing, you can't have more than two things in there. And these rules, of course, you can break them because, you know, we're human and I do this all the time. But if I have a, a limit on that, it's called a working process limit, just to give you the technical term for it. If I have a limit of three, uh, I'm not going to be working on three different things, more, you know, more than three things at any given time. It forces you to get stuff done. And, and you've heard me talk a lot about the idea of work is to ship stuff, whether that's in your own personal lives or at work, ship it. You know, this podcast isn't going to do itself by appearing on a column on a Kanban board. When I actually get around to recording it, editing it, posting it, that's by focusing my energy and attention on it and not my energy and attention on 15 other things at the same time. Now, it's easier to say than it is to do. Of course, with kids and family life and stuff, it's just hectic. But those ideas of setting yourself some rules around these sort of uh, how work flows through your system, setting yourself some rules on how much energy and attention you focus on things can only really be made possible when you visualize it all. If you've got, uh, you know, all these stuff, some stuff in Todoist, you've got some stuff on your calendar, you've got some stuff on post-it notes, you've got 50% of the stuff in your head. 
you're never going to be able to see it all in one place and go, this is more important than that. And really, that's what we're trying to ascertain is this is more important than that. So this requires my energy and attention. And that thing over there, the one that I've pushed to the back, that I've put onto the backlog, that I've said I'm not going to do, that does not require my energy and attention. So that's it. The key to making um, all work being able to be prioritized and being able to have your energy and attention and to be able to make it visible to everyone you're working with so you can collaborate and cooperate, you've got to make it visible. And that visibility, up to you how you do that, but I would suggest it's all in one single container or productivity tool. So post-it notes, Todoist, Microsoft Project, whatever it is that you're using. And the second thing is you need to apply some rules to it. How does work move? What are some of the limitations? So that you know you don't end up with one column that says to do, for example, and you've got it full of 5,000 things. And in our own lives, this has certainly helped me really um, a lot with my kids. I've been able to articulate to my kids how to get stuff done because there's this sort of inherent belief that you can just cram stuff into your schedule, into your day, into your brain, and you can just get stuff done. And actually, for example, with revision, this works really well. A revision schedule that says you can do this then, this then, this then, and make it visual. That's how these things work. You've seen them. Kids print them out, stick them on the wall as a sort of revision timetable. The reason that it's printed out on the wall is you can see it. So you're not overwhelmed by this stuff that you can't see. And equally, you're able to look at it, space it out, pace it out, make it suitable for your schedule. So with that, enough solo waffling and wobbling from me. You get the gist. First step, make it all visible. Get it all written down, then start prioritizing it. And with that, I reckon that's going to make you super successful and uh, productive. Well, maybe not the successful bit. I can't guarantee that. I mean, I've visualized stuff for years and some of that stuff's gone nowhere. Uh, anyway, I'll catch you in the next podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Cultivated Retreat podcast season one. If you want to join the mailing list and get goodness to your inbox every Wednesday, then check out cultivatedmanagement.com. You'll find all sorts of other stuff on there, resources, books, articles, links to the YouTube channel, links to the Here's an Idea Worth Playing With audio series, and of course, the online communication superpower workshop. Until next time, bye-bye.